Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I wonder whether you got this format from Saturday Kitchen. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day. It's a funny old game. Comedians talking about football. Comedians talking about football. Comedians talking about football. Hello, welcome to episode 10 of Comedians Talking About Football. Sam Michael here, as always, and today's guest is Joseph Parsons, and he's going to be talking about Bristol City FC. This episode was such a laugh to record. We spoke on Zoom back in August, so it was between the 2019-20 and 2020-2021 seasons, and between Lee Johnson's management and Dean Holden arriving at the club. So ignore the hope from Joseph during the five minutes he optimistically talks about what the season ahead might look like under Chris Shilton management. (laughs) Before we kick off, pardon the pun as always, I just want to add that, as I said, uh, this episode was really good fun to record. If you know Joseph Parsons, you'll know what a naturally funny guy he is and you're in for a lot of laughs over the next hour or so. Talking about football with comedians is guaranteed fun. Hence why I started a podcast where I get to do it regularly. However, Joseph also talks in detail about his experiences of homophobia and the derogatory chants and actions he's witnessed as a gay football fan. This is a really important conversation and I really appreciate Joseph being so open on the subject. And for me personally, it was a real education, especially his thoughts on openly gay footballers, of which at time of recording this podcast, there are none in the Premier League or English Football League. Recently, in promotion of Rainbow Laces, Stonewall Charity, Tom Allen, an openly gay comedian, appeared on Soccer Saturday in support of the LGBTQ campaign. Although the response from viewers was largely positive, Tom Allen tweeted that he was hurt by homophobic abuse he received on social media following his appearance on Sky Sports. There is evidently a lot more we need to do as a society. This conversation between Joseph and I takes place around 40 minutes into the episode, if you're keen to listen to this part of the show now. 
I will just warn listeners that because Joseph is talking about his personal experiences on the terraces, he will be quoting some of the offensive homophobic language he's heard from the fans. Speaking of offensive language, fuck homophobia, fuck homophobic football fans. You are not welcome to this podcast. I love football and I love people loving football and I always want the game to be as inclusive as possible. Other than people who wear half and half scarves, of course, we don't. I'm joking, I'm joking. Um, We have plenty of jokes coming up with Joseph Parsons. So before our chat, let's take a listen to him in action. And also, my favourite sport in the world is football. It's my favourite sport. I've always loved football. Any football fans in? Who do we support? Yes. Just the national team. team. Love it. Pride. (laughs) In a different way. (laughs) Now, I'm a massive Bristol City fan myself. I don't know what we're doing today, but I can imagine conceding. (laughs) Just for the football fans, that one. Um, But I I love football, right? But it is not a very gay-friendly sport. All you need to do is go to a stadium, and all all a player needs to do is fall over, and they're like, oh, fucking puff. You hear that all around the stadium, because gays famously fall over all the time. It's just like... (laughs) What's happened, Greg? Gay. Oh, it's happened again. It's a funny old game. Joseph Parsons is here. Hello. Hello. Sorry. Hello. (laughs) Teed that up well, didn't I? I'm going to hit you with a hard-hitting question. All right. Um, Sounded very violent. my, My friend from Bristol says that Bristol City are held back by the very existence of Bristol Rovers. Respond. Um, no, I mean, Bristol, I, I have, I'm, I'm not sure if this makes me a bad fan, but I quite fondly like Bristol Rovers in the same way as like, I want them to be our rivals and I want them to be up a higher division so that we can play each other again and make that rivalry stronger. But I, I sort of, for me, I don't hate them as much as Cardiff. Cardiff, yeah, I cannot yeah. hack. I cannot. They are awful. And I'm sorry if you're a Cardiff fan, you're awful just by proxy. Uh, it's unfortunate. It's just a default setting that Cardiff fans will have is that they will automatically be awful. But um, <laughs> Bristol Rovers fans, because we haven't been in the same division for so long, he smugly says, um, I don't know. What about you guys? What's going on? How is League <laughs> Um, well, I mean, I found that quite a strange take. I've got no opinion on that. I will add to myself. It's just something he said in passing when we were talking about, because I think it's genuinely shocking that Bristol City have never been in the Premier League. I, I, we, were no, mainly, flight. we were in the top flight when it wasn't the Premier League. Yeah, but I mean, I... I but that doesn't count. That, that does not count. <laughs> that's why Liverpool, are, Liverpool have just count. won their first ever top flight title. Everyone's talking <laughs> about their, their 19th title. What are you talking about? Um... But yeah, but, we're a big old city. We're a big old city to not have a big team. Um, and we're trying. <laughs> we're tr- bloody hell, we're trying if we didn't sell all of our players. Well, uh, that's exactly it. it that, we that's weren't my point. Southampton of fucking championship <laughs> football, which I'm fine with, by the way, because I respect Lansdowne and I really respect money. But I also would respect an automatic promotion push. But, you know, beggars can't be choosers. I genuinely think that Bristol as a city should have a Premier League team. It's such a big city. And I almost feel like it's Bristol showing off by not having a Bristol by not having it's a quite team. Underground, isn't it? It's very, yeah. it's very it's a very vegan restaurant <laughs> approach to football. It league, is, isn't it? it? 
we it's could like, reach the Premier League, but do you know what? We like the drama of the championship. <laughs> it's exactly that, isn't it? It's exactly that. You are a team on vinyl. That's what you are. You're... I would say if you went to see the fan base, um, who I love and adore, it's not as hipster as you'd expect. No, I don't think so. I mean, I, I've i been to Bristol City, um, Ashton Gate. Um, I actually went the, the season just gone. The and longest season on earth. Longest... <laughs> I had to think for a minute if it was this season, because it genuinely feels like it happened in 1993. But it's, <laughs> you know... But no, that's it, basically. That I, I've... It's almost shocked me that, that other than the fact that they're probably loving it and thinking, yeah, oh, you have a Premier League team? I oh, know we're very much championship. Um, but I feel like Bristol City in the last 20 odd years should have had, at least had one realistic push to get into the, the Premier League. I think there was a time around perhaps 2007, 2008, where they nearly went up. It looked like it was going to happen. Yeah, but... 2008, we were close. We, I think it was 2008, we uh, lost to Hull in the playoff finals when Dean Windass scored what can only be described as a awful, brilliant goal. It was so good that it made me want to punch myself in the scrotum. and of all the people um, they briefly tried to make Dean Windass a pundit on Sky Sports well they tried it was a really really funny moment for television but uh, no I think um, by the way I would say 99% to 100% of the fans and I don't want to speak for everyone um, would love to be in the Premier League we're not going oh god we're almost in the playoffs like we were for all of this season pretty much until we did our classic um diminuendo for a musical term uh, where we fall off the cliff towards the end um under lee johnson we've always been a bit streaky um mm. to say the least so um we're not opposed to a nine game losing streak <laughs> <laughs> well we are opposed to it we're just very used to it we are by could... one of the richest men in the world <laughs> We're a solid club financially, and I think for the championship, that's rare. I would say mm. he's building us as a business, and I'm okay with that as long as we're... Because with doing that, if you invest a load of money and then he suddenly fucks off and then we're left yeah. with nothing, that's yeah. much more terrifying than someone who's being quite canny about building it as a business. This is, this is what I imagine is the case, by the way. Well, yeah, I mean, um, you're I've not right. Cha- I've not chatted to him. Um, we're not we're not close. Uh, although I'd love that's your community for you. But um, but I think we are we are a, sh- a businessy kind of club. We yeah. spend money on our stadium. We sell players for a you good do. profit. That's sort of how we we work. We're not a kind of pile of fuck ton of money. So how Bournemouth eventually got promoted. They had a lot yeah. of money behind them and they invested well. And then not over the last two years, hence their demise. But. Um, I think I'm hoping it's a cleverer way. I do apologise. I'm stifling a burp. I've uh, ill-judged the two. <laughs> let it out. Camden just let it out. Let it out. Cam- Camden Hells. If you like Camden Hells, guys, just hoping you get a bit free sponsorship here, Michael. Uh, Thank I'm you. drinking Camden Hells Lager uh, because I'm an absolute lad. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm uh, for those of you who are not drinkers, Buxton Water. Oh, um, there's a man who cares about his health, <laughs> loser. <laughs> um, so. Maybe then what you're suggesting is that it could be a slow build towards the Premier League. It could yeah, be. I think it's been a really lovely, slow, slow, slow build. And it's... <laughs> or are you just in purgatory forever? I think Bristol City is like a good prog song. 
takes a while but my god when we get there it's going to be explosive we're going to be like deafening mogwai by the time we get to the premier league um and i do hope that's the fact and i think that is the most uh, bristol analogy i've ever heard for a man who's grown up on sort of a man who's grown up on trip hop solidly for (laughs) pretty much the whole life (laughs) battle attack is our national anthem yeah well uh, so but i'm very I, i i'm very proud bristol city fan and i think they're going about it in a much more dignified way than a throw millions of pounds at it sort of situation. It just feels a bit more of a switched on vibe. Mm. Um, I don't know if I'll feel like that if in 10 years time, we're still sixth for most of the season and then 12th at the end of the season, which seems to happen so much at the moment and I'm fine with it. Uh, But yeah, I'd love us to do well. (laughs) It's lovely when we won league one. That was a great feeling. Yeah, that, I mean that's nice. That's um, that's that was something to enjoy. Um, I'm quite, I'd be quite happy to get relegated at the moment just to enjoy winning something, maybe even well, the checker the trade good, trophy. The good thing about Reading is they're so damn weird to watch. <laughs> like they're, they're really like they're a team that will win five one and lose three one for the next four games. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty on? much it at the moment. It was a bit like QPR had that as well this year. They were like 6-1, 7-1, 6-1. And now we're fucked again. And yeah. We're back to our old... See you later, guy. See you later, promotion. Very strange. I, I should say at this point that I think maybe the listeners are expecting me to kind of back up what my friend meant by Bristol Rovers are holding Bristol City back. Well, not, not a clue what he meant. I asked him what he no, meant. He I, said they're just holding them back. And I don't know what that means. I mean, are they taking up space? I mean, do you want to use the memorial ground for practice? Is there, I'm I mean, sure... There are some players there that won't be any use to Bristol City. I have no idea what they mean by that. Knowing where the Memorial Ground is, no. And uh, I, I, I think we're, I think our sort of rivalries sadly separated, as I said earlier. And mm. I think I might, I might be by myself here, but I'd love them to get into the Championship after we've got into the Premier League. <laughs> uh, I love that. It's a funny old game. Comedians talking about football. My Is memory, this interesting I... for people? <laughs> oh, I hope so. <laughs> you can say that about the premise of... Not, not football fans, I assume not, and people who aren't Bristol. I just don't want to waffle on about Bristol City in a sense where it becomes impossible to listen to. I mean, that is pretty much the premise of the podcast. Is I, I want to make Bristol City on. accessible. And they're a lovely team uh, with some cool cats um, and uh, Famara Jeju, who I love. And well, I'll tell you Chris what... I, Famara I, I, struggled with his name, <laughs> which was a wonderful moment. Well, what I do is I do emergency facts for, uh, for, for every guest on the show, giving them some facts that they may not know about their own football club. So it might be quite a lot. I always worry about doing anything specific to Bristol City because I fear the wrath of diehard Bristol City fans who won't call me a proper Bristol City fan. Well, considering <laughs> we're talking on about it. the rivalry of Bristol Rovers, Bristol City, although according to you, there apparently isn't one and they're just a jolly little non-league team. Who you no, they're, 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 they're cute, aren't they? They're like, <laughs> they're cute little, lovely little, ah, oh, a bit like how uh, Dulwich Hamlet are cute. Uh, Oh yeah, They're future like, guest oh, by the way. Oh, oh, who's who's the future guest? The, dire- the director of 
Dulwich Hamlet, or one of the directors, who somehow turned to comedy during They've got a lockdown. comedy night there, don't they? They have got a comedy night there. Yeah. And one of, the, one of the directors, neither have I, one of the directors, again, I went to school with him, not been invited, but he started doing this kind of thing where he was washing up during, uh, during lockdown and he became a comedy thing and he got booked for, for online comedy clubs. Oh, wow. I want to uh, mention this emergency fact for you because we're talking about the rivalry of Bristol City Bristol Rovers. Did you know that the reason that there's blue paint over the Banksy and Park Street is because of the rivalry? Apparently, in an interview, uh, Banksy, who is a Bristol City fan, made a reference that he wasn't huge into football, but I can't remember the exact quote, but essentially mentioned that he was pro Bristol City and anti Bristol Rovers. So, a Bristol Rovers fan, they shot blue paint on that um, graffiti on the, on the side in uh, Park Street, the one of the, the naked man hanging out the window, covered it in blue paint. Well, that's a, that's a solid, brilliant, well-researched Bristol, Bristol City, Bristol Rovers fact. Um, Banksy, as we all know, is a legend. Um, and or she. Or she. Or she. Um, you, didn't, you didn't even say he, but I just no, thought I, I, I wanted to sound... I, I would say... Um, or they. The amount, the amount of people that my mum says... No, it was Banksy. <laughs> it's <laughs> remarkable at this time. About six hair clients that she does, for some reason, know who Banksy is. I'm not, I don't, I, she gave me even a name once. Banksy. <laughs> it was Chris oh. that way. Well, um, <laughs> but yeah, a bit, bit of unfun facts. Well, there, that's uh, not bad then. First fact, and you didn't know it. That's not too No, bad. I didn't know it. I, and to be honest... Uh, not to, not to again diminish my fandom. I'm sat here adorned with a Bristol City strip um, to show how much of a fan I am. But there will be some facts I don't know. The logo, of course, changed. The uh, the emblem. This I know that's really petty, but this why is did it changed this season. This is what we call classic uh, classic football rebrand. Yeah. Place an old crest into a circle. Yeah. Uh, simplify the icon of which of, of us is the Robins make it linear and thus created the rebrand you see it try and find a rebranded football club that isn't within a circle i dare you (laughs) it is all isn't it even just thinking off top of my head man city even bloody stockport (laughs) 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 everyone's going circular it's the it's on trend um i i don't dislike it i I, I do obviously miss the history of our um, of our old crest, but I understand mm. that brands need to move on, and Brand Lansdowne needs this, uh, and yeah. we need to be. And I, this is, uh, I would say, not as recognisable as our old symbol, as it looks to the untrained eye, very much like Brentford's logo. <laughs> uh, but that's the untrained eye. Um, how, why do you know why you went from Robins to unicorns back to Robins? No, I don't. Is this another fact you're going to give it to me? No, I haven't got a clue, but, I, <laughs> but I'd honest, love to know. I'd love for this to be edited out because it's making me seem like a terrible <laughs> fan. <laughs> um, do you know, oh. it's actually interesting. The Robins, is, it's not really known where... There's lots of myths around where mm. it came from, but it's, nev- it's not really known. It's one of those facts that no one really knows. So mm. it's not really a fact. It's an unknown. It's an, it's a, it's an unknown Robin-y thing. I would be amazed if it isn't just that it's an alliteration on... The word red. <laughs> I bet if I interviewed a Bristol Rovers fan, they'd know about they'd know about their crest. 
Well, gas heads, um, they're all gassy, aren't they? They're all full oh, of gas. see, I'm trying to get you angry at them. I want to end this podcast with you yeah, getting really I mean, angry. I want you to go and deck Cardiff, a Bristol Road. No, get, get Cardiff on. Get, get, give me a... I was um, on a dating app and someone supports Cardiff. Uh, it's a popular dating app, uh, Tinder. Mm-hmm. Um, and a big tell for me is if the guy's interested in football. Oh, by the way, disclaimer, gay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just in case aliens know that. Um, I I was talking to him for a bit. And there are many things I can forgive. <laughs> and I really tried to push through the fact he was a Cardiff fan. But it took about six messages and I was like, I don't think I can do this. <laughs> but, uh, this is a real thing. In my, and I don't know why, because I like Wales as a country. <laughs> Cardiff City FC are, and if you've ever seen them watch, if you've ever watched them play football over the last uh, five or six years, you'll know it's never a good game. Yeah. Sorry. No. Well, do you know what? This past season, just gone, we played Cardiff something like three times in the space of one week because we had them in the league. And we had them in the FA Cup third round and an FA Cup third re- replay. And that all happened in the space of about eight days. And I was sick to death of watching Cardiff. I tell you what. Um, and to be fair, uh, Neil Harris, isn't it, at the moment? Yeah. He's done a good job. They're competitive, but they are still Cardiff. And, they are. And it's such a shame. I've I've got to ask when obviously uh, disclaimer straight over here um, when they say <laughs> when you're on well, Tinder like everyone in the world I <laughs> welcome to the straight, straight white male podcast <laughs> <laughs> um, so when when you see when you're going through uh, ladies on Tinder they might mention football yeah I'm very much considered one of the lads I love my beer love my football it's- with guys I think it's a great way genuine. Oh, often, always. Well, well, actually, I'll say, I will say this. I found my wife on Tinder. I don't mean I found her, like, recently on Tinder mucking <laughs> around. Say. I met her on Tinder. <laughs> sorry, sorry that you have to use a podcast to add this information. <laughs> no, I, I met her on Tinder, and um, uh, I, by this point, you're right, I realised all Reading women were liars and pushed my kilometres up. I always did it, did it in kilometres. Um, nice and far, so I'd reach Swindon, <laughs> where, I, Swindon. where I finally got a date. And she has no interest in football whatsoever, ne- never liked it. Her, her dad really likes it, so we've always got on her. My brother-in-law really likes it. It's, it's great. You she's hate no her. Interest. You uh, no, hate but, her, but the dad you can handle. Yeah. <laughs> But she's um, recently got into uh, Sunderland Till I Die. She's never shown an interest in football ever. She's been to one game with me in the middle of December, watching us lose to 1-0 against Middlesbrough. Uh, bless her. That's when I knew I'd marry her. And she, um, but she's recently got into Sunderland Till I Die. And, and I think she's really getting into it. It's quite sweet. She sent Do you me think a... there's a sadistic thing of watching a football club crumble <laughs> I, must like, be... I well, love she... seeing pain in their little eyes as well, they get once again relegated from the championship and then fail to get promotion <laughs> the next year <laughs> miserable, oh, isn't it? but it's brilliant lovely... isn't it um i struggled with it because i knew the outcome uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so but... i'm a massive f1 fan as well similarly i will watch the formula one documentaries but I know the outcome. So, like, the, some of the drama stripped back for me. And with Sunderland, I don't know. I'm sorry, Sunderland fans. I don't care mm. about you. 
I, lo- I love it. There's something brilliantly British that the big Netflix show is about Sunderland, considering in America they've gone and done the last dance about the Chicago Bulls, possibly the greatest basketball team of all time at the biggest moment in their history. That's the documentary. And here it's just gone, and we've made a show about Sunderland <laughs> when they're in flop. League One. <laughs> Look at this big flop. Look at them fall from grace. Look at the what? failure. Isn't the pain lovely? Can't you eat the pain? Well, I do think my, my wife really is into things like, you know, murder mystery things, uh, true crime. She does watch some really harrowing documentaries. Some would say some of the Sunderland owners murdered the club. Well, there we go. That's why I think maybe she's into it. She's watching this sort of disaster come. But, um, but what I thought was great was she actually, uh, she messaged me earlier and I, she just said, I'm watching it again. I said, oh, great. Uh, what episode do you want? Are you enjoying it? And she replied with, I'm on episode five transfer deadline day that one player that was on loads of money what a twat and i replied okay. jack rodwell she's gone yeah what a dick so selfish just starting episode six six the cunt's still there at the minute as he couldn't make a decision and i really that's the most proud well, i've ever been that's the greatest text i've ever received from my wife well in um in um in i can't remember what date it was oh, um we had bristol city were very close to peril in the third tier. Mm. Um, I think it was 1982 era. Please don't mm. quote me on that. And eight players tore up their contracts to save the club. Cool. There you go. And Jack Google. Rodwell wouldn't even but that's play one of the, football one of the proudest moments of Bristol City fans. We all remember them. Not by name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I, did, I was going to quickly Google it, but I thought six players can't be asked. <laughs> uh, eight um, eight, and I'm pretty sure it was 1982. But we were in a third tier. We were going to melt as a club. Not a technical term. Uh, and then Bristol Rovers. Maybe you could have been the ones to give way for Bristol Rovers to succeed. Maybe it's you holding Bristol Rovers back. No, oh, but they wouldn't, would they? Look at them. <laughs> oh, come on. I'm going to hate but, Bristol Rovers. Look at them all pathetic and down there. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, they're too cute to, to, to hate. Is there a fan difference between them? Like, is there like a? I don't know. Yeah, they're uh, all they're all absolute D heads, whereas um, <laughs> all Bristol City fans are legends, uh, even the awful ones. Well, Joseph, thanks for joining me today. I'm comedians talking about football. That's where we end. <laughs> if you want to get in good. touch, uh, good. No. Glad, glad to have offended. Um. It's a funny old game. I'm going to play a clip for you now, but Joseph, you're not going to hear the clip. I'm just going to play it in the edit and I'll just tell you about what it was about. Okay. So basically I, uh, I I have a YouTube account. Uh, All right. Promo. Fucking hell. The promo is fierce with this one. And uh, in there I do, I mainly do stuff about, I'm I'm an avid collector of of football shirts. Uh, I don't, yeah. How have I got a wife? I don't know. Lovely father-in-law, though. <laughs> Lovely father-in-law. But he, uh, West Ham fan, actually from East London as well. Yeah, brilliant. Oh, proper. So, I oh. mean, you know, who would be a glory West Ham fan? <laughs> just, just yeah. for him, can I just do a shout-out for Mikel Antonio? He doesn't know me. Yeah. Uh, but I fucking love that yeah, man. Yeah, former Reading player. Destined to be a pundit. He is so good in front of the cameras, and I love him. Uh, and if you are listening... 
Uh, it's uh, I'm on Grinder. <laughs> Find me. I'm actually living in East London, so please. Just please try harder to find. Anyway, won't um, hijack it for me, Kelly. No, no, it's, it's, no, no. We'll, we'll, lovely we'll find man, you he is. <laughs> um, is that the clip you just played? Was it me, Kelly? That's the clip. Antonio just sending you. <laughs> so, oh, no, just... I, I did a video where I I thought I was a seventeen-year-old um, <laughs> vlogger about football for a week uh, at the beginning of the <laughs> Guys. season. Like and subscribe. Um, it's just down there. Like and subscribe, please. Did that recently, yeah. Yeah, that's what you have to do. That. Sorry to interrupt. Thirty-two you. years old, and I'm doing that. But then there's this weirdo who does one with his dad, and his dad acts like that. So I just think, as long as I'm not the dad, I'm fine. But anyway, in this video, I decided to predict. I decided to predict all of the um, the the results of who would go up from League One and League Two and the Championship, and I think I did quite well. Like, for example, I predicted that Swindon would go up and no way anyone would have predicted that at the beginning of the season. And I've also predicted uh, Brentford to make or the playoffs. Or ever in history, by or the way. ever in history, exactly. But one thing I did predict, <laughs> I predicted that Bristol City would finish first and win the championship. Starting off then with the championship, I think the champions of the 2019-2020 season and my first prediction for getting promoted is going to be... Probably can't see the logo. Bristol City. I was gutted to see Bristol City miss out last year. I think they had a really, really good season. I think finishing eighth was really harsh considering the great season that they'd had. Lee Johnson is doing a really good job there at the moment. There has been some movement there over the summer. Obviously losing Kelly to Bournemouth. Um, that's going to be a bit of a blow, but they've brought in some decent players as well. Uh, it seems to me that they haven't brought any superstars in, but they're bringing in decent championship footballers such as the Chelsea centre-back Callas, Daniel Bentley, the Brentford goalkeeper and young Jay De Silva also from the Chelsea youth team. Sorry why did you predict that? Are you, are, were you on any form of a legal high at the time? I just like the new logo. Uh, was it just like oh well they've had a rebrand. <laughs> they've look, they look a bit like Brentford but Brentford won't win even though they definitely could have done this year. Well, I, d- I did put some reasons in as the people the listeners just heard in that clip I played I, I put some great reasons in there. I, I oh, great. Don't show me the clip. <laughs> Let no, me make like, a fucking fool of myself <laughs> in the edit. Thanks, no. mate. <laughs> but yeah, basically, I think you just bought some good players and I thought, yeah, that would do. Um, no, but I genuinely thought they were, they were going to finish first. Um, so why didn't you? Um, why did you let me down? A few reasons. We did um, ship a few players pre-season. Dude. Um, I mean, we. Sh- I think when we started shipping players like Flint, Joe Bryan, um, we lost Bobby Reed as well. Uh, yeah. not you got that to, keeper, to, didn't you, from Brentford? Uh, yeah, yep. but I mean, right, Bentley's been all right, but he's been yeah. a bit floundery as well, which is fine. Everyone mm. has a goalkeepers are heavily scrutinised, and uh, if they make one error, they're horrific. I won't blame him. I think having watched him a few times towards the end of the season, we looked so bereft of ideas. <laughs> we were every single game we were playing a different version of a formation. Our highest assistant, Nicholas Eliasson, mm. was always on the bench, um, which I still hate. Um, so we just didn't have the potency, really, and I don't think we. We have some very talented players that will become fantastic. Yeah. But it's a bit of a transition for us. I just don't think we 
I'm going to say it. I've never rated Lee Johnson's tactical ability. And I think a light was shone on it this year. It's been gone for what feels like five years. It's been <laughs> such, We had uh, Dean Holden take over, who's done a very good job at trying to steady the ship towards the end of the mm. season. Very good. Three, three or four games he had. And uh, we got an all right point haul. Who do I think is going to take over? By the time this goes out, you'll probably have a new manager. Who do you think it is? So at the time of recording, uh, everyone is in running. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Arsene Wenger, <laughs> to, 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 he's, he's not in the running. <laughs> but it's, it's, like, it's, it's as extreme as that in certain... If yeah. you read certain forums, we could be, it could be anyone. Uh, top favourite was Chris Hewton. Um, I mean, he could get you promoted. Genuinely could get you promoted. And he was very keen. And then we chased Stephen Gerrard for what oh, felt God. like two weeks. And Gosh, he said, no, yeah, I, I think about six times. Uh, and we were like, maybe more money. And he was just like, literally, <laughs> literally no, but thank you. And we were like, oh, go on. Go on, Stevie. Stevie G in Bristol C. And he was just like, absolutely not. That's an awful riff. Um, I hate you. Um, and now Eddie Howe's been sacked. Uh, or has left off his own accord. Yeah. Oh, he'll go um, Premier League, won't he? Um, no, he won't, because he's going to join Bristol City. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, he... And we, we've had so many. Phil Cook's also in the running. It's Phil Cook, isn't it? Um, yeah. Three points in now, so sorry, everyone. No, we enjoy. Um, but I, I would suggest that um, I would say it would be lovely if Chris Hutton took charge because he's a safe pair of hands. He'll sort us out a little bit and hopefully get us into the playoffs and or automatics. I think he's hmm. going to energise those players. And he's, he's an experienced Premier League manager. I think he'll fit the Bristol City vibe and brand. Um, I don't think he'll give Lansdowne too much stick and I don't think Lansdowne likes too much stick. So I think... He's quite a professional, calm, considered guy. I think if we went like Joey Barton-esque, we'd <laughs> obviously not him, but like someone who's just like... If, like a bit more aggressive. Nigel Pearson-y, yeah. I think we'd struggle. So I think he likes a calm head at the... Yeah. At the, um, at the motor. Well, fair That's enough. What, what do you expect from Bristol City next season? We've been consistently sort of in the top... top 12 I would say the last few seasons we've been playoff contenders I'd love us to be up for another playoff battle I think the playoffs are great as well Uh, if you ever make make a playoff final it's so so much fun the energy everything I can't wait to watch the uh, championship disagree disagree on that I've I've been to two playoff finals both utterly miserable I mean let's face it utterly miserable we we were almost in the Premier League and we got knocked out from the last one but there is an energy to it I love it I Mm. think it's I mean ideally automatic promotion everything's fine tour the league everyone wants to win but realistically if we can make sixth or fifth in the playoffs I think that's a success let's talk then a little piece I like to call football heaven football hell where I'll ask you what is what is the heaven what's the best thing about supporting Bristol City could it be a certain memory you have in your life from a certain game maybe something that we wouldn't expect you might say making the playoffs it could just be a, a, a cold night at Ashton Gate one Tuesday evening in November give us, give us your, your experience of Bristol Heaven a, a great moment of supporting that team and also give us Bristol Hell the worst point where you thought why do I fucking bother I wonder whether you got this format from Saturday Kitchen uh... <laughs> <laughs> Well, my, yeah, I my, did, football, yeah. my football heaven, uh, I think 
I do love an away day. Yeah. Um, and I, as I said, I, I go to Fulham away because uh, my comedy boyfriend, uh, he's straight, but we'll change it. Uh, he's, he's a Fulham fan. Uh, and I love going to Craven Cottage because we always take such a great... Our away support is flare at the ready, tops off immediately, loud. And there is nothing more wonderful than going into a stadium as an away fan of your team and everyone being in a great mm. mood. I will and- say that Bristol City have were always at Reading were, were, were really good away fans. I've only ever seen Bristol City at away. I've seen them in a friendly, even at, at, at um, the Memorial Ground, Bristol Rovers, which apparently meant nothing, according to you. But they were always loud, which is why I was shocked to see the home support kind of a bit quiet. But yeah, away, yeah. away you guys have got a good reputation. And quite a rough always- one. Quite a rough one. Uh, what do you mean? We're legends. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Legends you like a brawl once in a while. Fuck off, we're great. Uh, I love being on the, the right side of the away fans. Uh, but also, I, I, I just, I don't know what, I do agree with the home support. It's very rare to get that energy unless we're mm. really doing all right. Yeah, we struggle too with that. And it, and it is a shame, but there is nothing better than supporting Bristol City. Um, I would have said my football hell with Bristol City would have been any cup. <laughs> <laughs> for a long time we were very bad at the cups um but then we did the league cup run yeah and we beat man united and played admirably well against man city at a time yeah, when man yeah. city were like like would steamroller teams i think that same season they like beat rotherham 8-1 and you're like we we put up a really good fight mm. and but normally we're bad at cups but i would say what i'd one of the hells of supporting Bristol City is that you get attached to a set side. Like I got really attached to like Joe Bryan because mm. I thought he was such a really interesting character in football. He was so important for us. Um, his delivery in the, into the box was amazing. Fulham fans will disagree with this now. Um, but he was, a real, he was an attacking threat. He had a goal on him and he was just like an intelligent sounding footballer. It was everything I loved. And then we sell them on as soon as they get good. Uh, so I would say that is a pastime that we love, that I would love just for one season for us to not do that and keep the people that were making us competitive and then build upon it. Um, but that's football, isn't it? That, that um, cup run, that was quite a moment, wasn't it, when he picked up the ball boy and swung him around. And uh, oh. that's probably, I think it was that result that probably made me go, hey, I'll just say they're going to win the championship. It was right after a really awful gig. And I remember watching it with four comedians who couldn't give a shit about Bristol City. And I screamed that little hotel reception down. Uh, it was a, a very unusual place to have watched that. It was an unfortunate time because um, I tried to end the gig before Bristol City started. <laughs> I was emceeing. You know what it's like when you're emceeing. Like, anyway, next on stage is... Uh, hurry up, you five, five minutes. Four minutes, actually. Four minutes. We're overrunning. <laughs> Uh, we're overrunning by under 40 minutes. Uh, come on! Just me in the back. Just going, come on! It's the funny old game. Okay, so as mentioned, we're about to talk about homophobia in sport and Joseph's experiences of homophobic chants and actions on the terraces. This section will include some homophobic language and slurs as the incidents are quoted.
let's talk a little bit about about your comedy then, um, because a lot of the people I have on here they're huge football fans, but they never really mention football in their stand up. You do, and you also talk yeah. a little bit about uh, homophobia in football as well. Yeah, I love it. I'm so pro it. Uh, it really enhances football, just that layer of hate of gays uh, and other LGBTQ community members. No, I, um, as a football fan, it's very easy to go and watch football and experience a bit of yeah. homophobia. I went to watch Fulham away against Millwall, right? Mm. Millwall fans, you were like, oh, they're not good. They're not good. It was shortly after Phil Schofield came out. And we yeah. were under this underpass in Millwall Stadium, which is the most scary few words that you could put together. <laughs> That's the beginning of a Danny That's, Dyer film. It's terrifying. But it, I was with Fulham fans because it was I was with my yeah. boyfriend um, who likes Fulham, which is fine. Um, and they all started chanting um, Phil about Phil Schofield being a bender and being a puff and being then a pedo. And I was just like, guys, have you been to Fulham? Do you know what Fulham's like? Like, it's kind of like this, I would say, artisan kind of middle class, like, don't say anything out of line kind of vibe. I was potentially wrong about Fulham fans, but I was so surprised and shocked that I was there. And when you are the only gay in that particular village, you are Mm. really feeling quite... I felt very, very vulnerable at that time. Because all I really wanted to do was go, shut up, you absolute cunts. Please, can we just be normal and accept that loads of people, particularly when there's kids around Mm. and there are like families, shepherd, why are you, this is awful. And there are moments like that in football. And all of, as I say in my stand, I say like football players fall over and they're immediately called a puff and a bender. Mm. And there's this whole thing, and I hate it. It's straight footballers on pundits going, a gay footballer should come out mm. because they do not know the trauma that that could cause. And they mm. should know based on its history. And they say we've moved on societally. That's not a word. They say that we've, they, that we've moved on in society, but not enough for mm. the point. All you need to do is see any comic comment stream on any LGBTQ pro yeah. In to do with any sport, it's the most absurd amount of hate that you'll ever read, and it is actually quite sickening and sad. And if a footballer play, player does come out who's high profile, they will have to they will have to have the thickest of skins to just mm. let those bullets bounce off them, because football is a global game with global politics and global religion. So, for instance. Look at all of the sponsors on Premier League team. Visit Rwanda on Hmm. Arsenal. These are places where it is either illegal to be gay or the death penalty. Malaysia, 14 years and whipping. That is is what your punishment is for being gay. And it's adorned, fly Emirates. It's adorned on all of these places are adorned on Premier League footballers' kits. The same way when you look at the Commonwealth, how many... Countries in the Commonwealth are uh, have the death penalty or similar for being gay, and then you go to a gay footballer who's closeted, super in the limelight, potentially from a working class background, as so many um, mm. footballers are from, where they then have to be the spokesperson for being a gay guy in football mm. and be that person, be that torch when coming out is difficult enough when you're not in the limelight. It's an obscene thing to ask of anyone. 
And to say that it would be easy makes me feel angry. And it really makes me angry when you see football pundits going, there will be a lot of support for them because they won't see the side of the hate. Yeah. And it's, it, it's a thing where the visibility is getting better for it. But I think there will need to be this. I think what would be an amazing thing for the FA to set up is a secret meetup for gay footballers who are out within the, in the Premier League and them to all agree to come out together so not one of them is the story. Mm. That is how I would get around that. Until then, you need someone who has incredibly thick skin. All we need to do is look at, look at Robbie Rogers, who said he would not be seen dead being gay in a Leeds United shirt. And he had to do it in the MLS, which is just a much more open-minded thing because football doesn't have its history there. The history of football, unfortunately, we need to educate people to say that it's you can be gay and play football. But not all of those people are willing to listen and there's a lot of other factors of online hate that we have to take into yeah. account that is not good for the old psyche. Sorry. Anyway, comedy. Uh... No, 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 no. But I think you, you do make some really good points. And I, I think that the, the issue, like you said, when they, when they interview a panel of four straight pl- footballers, you always seem to get the same catchphrases from them. I'm, and I'm not saying that they don't mean what they say. And I have absolutely every kind of hope and belief that when these footballers or ex-footballers speak out about um you know the lgbt plus community that they mean it they genuinely mean it they're not just trying to look good but it seems to me they always run through the same catchphrases and those catchphrases are always well if you look at the amount of players there are there's got to be one in there somewhere which is a very strange thing to just bring up statistically or they do the whole um the lads in the dressing the lads in the dressing room they they were treating the same blah 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 blah. i'm not saying that footballers are homophobes mm. in any way. And I'm not saying that there wouldn't be a universal, that's fine in the dressing room. That could mm. happen. That's fine. And I'm not saying in any way that football as a sport is to blame for this issue. Mm. But it's the idea that, I mean, even Troy Deeney, who I really respect and love, and I think he's a wonderful sort of spokesperson yeah. of someone from a really interesting background in football. Even he was just like, just think of the PR opportunities. And you're like, that... <sighs> and it, and it, was, it wasn't a question... It wasn't something I would attack Troy Deeney for because I can understand where he's coming from to a certain extent. There would be PR opportunities for it. Mm. But it simplifies an issue that I think is... Um, an issue of homophobia, of which I mean, that is, that is very selective in the same way that other issues of race and things like that, white people could be very selective of what they see. <clears throat> and I think yeah. straight people are in the same way, similar. And it's, and it's no fault of their own. It's just exposure. Yeah. And that's it. And it's about educating. Not- well, I was, I was going to say the other thing they always seem to jump to, which I always find is a very strange question. They always end these little panel talks on this question. They go, so, again, asking a kind of a panel of, of straight men, so do you think we'll have an openly gay footballer in the next few years? And they always say, yeah, I think in the next five to 10 years, hopefully. And you think, well, well that's, there's no reason behind your, your thoughts. You're just saying that. And I just think there is, there is, like you were saying, a lot to do first before somebody in the Premier League or the EFL comes out. I mean, like you were saying, I, and I don't want to kind of tie in kind of any two different um, causes, I didn't want to tie them in together. But one thing I want to use as an example of what you were talking about with the online hate thing is something that I've thought about recently is it seems that the taking the knee 
for Black Lives Matter doesn't seem to be going anywhere in the sense that I think a few people thought it was just going to happen on that first week that, that the Premier League came back. And it hasn't. It stayed to the end of the season. It'll happen uh, throughout the, the Champions League, I, I imagine, and it'll happen into the new season. And my concern is that some football fans, for example, Burnley, were so against it that they went to the trouble of hiring a plane to, to fly White Lives Matter over the stadium. And I'm a little bit worried and will be disappointed when in certain clubs, I think up and down the country, when people are allowed back into the stadiums, allowed back in the grounds, when they take the knee, there's going to be booing unnecessarily from the crowd. It's a difficult and I, it's and a I, difficult situation because, I mean, in some, certain sports, particularly F1, there's been huge controversy with taking a knee as some drivers refuse to do it, but they mm. will wear the sort of Black Lives Matter sort of T-shirts yeah. and stuff uh, because in certain cultures, taking the knee is deemed differently. Mm. Um, and I find taking the knee is a wonderful gesture and it always gives me tingles. It mm. always, without fail, gives me tingles because it's just this wonderful image of people unifying for a movement but unfortunately because football is such a widely a widely watched sport there will always be people who don't understand the issue yeah and and we and those people will either choose to listen or will choose to follow their own already formed idea of what that issue is um and i think that's the problem with why, why we're seeing those white lives matter banners at burnley it's because those people are failing to see the reason as to why the Black Lives Matter movement is happening as an attack on white people and yeah. saying that black, black lives are more important when it's not that at all. It's about equality. And it, the same things will happen with any argument of equality. It happens um, a lot with, with pride. You know, when a football team, I've seen it, so, it's just... Oh, it makes you just want to smash your head against the whatever. It is when you see a football team say for Pride Month this is happening, or for Pride Month this is happening, and the first top comment is always when Straight Pride Month. Do you yeah, know what I mean? it's or, bull- or and they see it as favorite. that attack. My favorite is why is football becoming so political? And you're like, it's not oh. political. These are people. They're exactly. people who uh, felt divided from society in certain ways. Um, so, but there's not. But also, just on the flip side, if the homophobia in football debate, and hopefully mm. there will be gay footballers in the future that will be playing and not retire before coming out. Yeah, uh, which is completely understandable by the way mm. and um if i was to do it and i was within that situation i almost definitely would have waited until i retired to have come out um i think that there are some amazing people like football v homophobia and um there are lots of pride movements within football um doing amazing things and a lot of football clubs really pushing it and doing some amazing stuff so like aston villa have an amazing gay fan sort of base and they're really good with their with their sort of promotion of those matters west brom have got gay baggies i think Mm. what they're called um and again there are a lot of clubs doing a lot of amazing things so we we, and charlton athletic are another fantastic example of a club that gave their badge to their gay team um so it's not all bad it's not all negative but I think a lot of people don't realise just how big a step coming out is. Mm. It's not about announcing it and making a show of yourself. It's as mm. much for you as it is for them. No, but thank you for sharing that, mate, because I think it is a, it's a fresh pers- perspective. As you know, It's not something that I have experience of, so therefore it's good to hear how important it is. You know, Because I remember 
little as six years ago being stood at a game and we were playing Brighton and it was absolutely just part of the game to just shout homophobic slurs at Brighton. They get a lot of the flack. Yeah, they do. (laughs) And And that seems to just not go away. It just seems to be acceptable or part of the banter to just... I think that's the issue is when... And most of the people doing that aren't homophobic. No, they're not, they're not ho- like not. They're playing on the joke that Brighton. Gays. They think has it's gay part people of there. Fun vibe. They think it's yeah. part of a fun joke. But if you're a gay person hearing that, it is awful, and it makes mm. you feel like shit. And you're not part of that joke that your yeah. fans think you're part of. It's amplifying why you don't feel comfortable of being in that stadium. And as yourself, um, as a Bristol City fan, have you found that Bristol City are inclusive? It's hard to say, really. I, I've not experienced any homophobic chanting at Bristol City. And boy, do I listen out for it because I'm fun at parties. But um, <laughs> I, 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 I'm almost certain it will happen there as well. They're not going to be excluded from it. I mean, there's been a horrible scourge of West Country teams done for racism, including Bristol City, over the last few years so i don't want to glamorize the fact that we're this perfect fan base when there are certain people that think tommy robinson chants are okay and i and it's again it's done as part of a joke but Mm. jokes as you know and as we know as comics they do need a punchline Mm -hmm. um they can't just be a statement and then you laugh afterwards that's not a joke that's you being a prick um so uh, bristol city fans and the Southwest Yeovil got done quite badly for racism and things like that. There are a lot of, the Southwest has a bit of an issue with it. I think Um, probably more than people from the Southwest would like to admit, but I'm happy to admit it for them on on the podcast. (laughs) Um, But yeah, there's a lot to be done and it has to start from grassroots upwards. And I think that's a campaign for, for race and for not that I'm a spokesperson for race at all, but if we're talking about equality based issues, Mm. the LGBTQ issue also needs to start from the issue of homophobia within sport needs to start from grassroots upwards and that's what a lot of these um, organisations are doing Mm. well said Joseph well said but I'm fun and uh, if you want to hang out with me uh, (laughs) I can be a real laugh uh, and sometimes I don't talk about this so anyone from Cardiff out there do get in (laughs) touch I, I believe that football should be inclusive unless you're from Cardiff. <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny old game. Sorry to be this guy, but Alexa, turn the light on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Right. She's it's not, not even listen. worked. Not worked. Um, it wasn't worth the laugh. I'm just going to do this for a bit so that you've got a bit of. Oh, that's outside. Wait, there we go. There we go. I'm back. Okay, so Joseph, it's that time now. You've you've, you've dared. You've dared to come on my podcast. You've oh, dared God, to. Well, you didn't, actually contact, this. This you didn't actually contact me. It's the test. You didn't actually contact me. Alex hooked us up. Alex hey. hooked us up, and Alex said to me, "He said, hey, Sam." My bro Joe, that's what he says. That's how he talks. That's what he says. That's exactly bro, how he talks. My bro Joe, Joe is a Bristol City fan. He's the biggest Bristol City fan ever. And I said, oh, fair enough. I'll take your word on it. You're normally quite honest about these things. But I'm going to have to test you, mate. 
I'm yeah, gonna that's have fair enough. To test Can I just you? say, Alex, our mutual friend, is the yep. most beautifully spoken, eloquent, lovely guy. He sounds a bit like Alexander Armstrong, just if you want to picture that. <laughs> Can you believe we went to school together, I think? Did you? Yeah, we went to school together. I think we were... Because yeah, you sound sure like a real wrongin. And he <laughs> sounds like, properly, like, you know, he sounds like proper, you know, like a kind of person that you'd love to just yeah. be great at audiobooks. He would, he would. It was, it was a great thing at our school. Everyone in the top sets had all the um, good teachers and everyone in the bottom sets had the bad teachers. So, like, yeah. And they probably dragged your verbal <laughs> language through a, what, what seems like a dustbin. There we have go. only met this evening. We have, we've friends. had a lovely time. We are. It's, it's been, I'm it's having been a great, great time. I hope it's of use. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 well, we'll see now as we, as we now test you for this. Um, the, oh, where is it gone? This always is the most, the bit that takes the most editing because it never works. Unfortunately, normally, as as all the uh, podcaster maniacs will know, um, so I normally podcast fan base. The podcaster maniacs. I don't know what to call them. Come, come talk, come footy talk. Because I, I would, I, I wouldn't pop you in first in my line of the branding sort of sort of brainstorming <laughs> session. My, my listeners, I just call them listeners. It's, it's original. Um, they will know. The usual listeners of the podcast will know that I normally get my my quizzes from really reliable sources, including thebeano.com or Newsround slash CBBC website. Now, fortunately, I'm so bad at this. None of those sites have a Bristol City um, quiz. Because they're too legendary? I've picked, I've picked this one up from Bristol City Football Club Quiz. Oh. Tangwood.com. And all I'll say is. Oh, not want, Tangwood. Well, yeah, and I want to do <laughs> this really quickly is. because uh, this site has said it's not secure and I keep getting dodgy pop ups. So I'd like to get through this as quickly as possible. I run this site. Uh, <laughs> I do apologize. Well, we'll see. As, as, you, as, you, as you might not know, the rules are very much. Uh, it's treated like a penalty shootout uh, in that if you miss. Uh, Actually, that's not how a penalty shootout works. So if, I don't know what I'm miss, about. It's, if, it's if you bad. get one wrong, it, it's sudden it's death, sh- basically. It's sudden death. It's golden question. It's not silver question. You get oh. one wrong, it, the whole thing falls to shit. And I'm going to get it wrong. Score. And then all Bristol City fans are going to hate me and probably would have kind of agreed with me on the homophobia thing, but have gone the opposite <laughs> way after this place and gone, no, do you know what? We're going to be more homophobic now just to spite Joe. <laughs> Just make sure he's never welcome at Ashton Gate. Question one. BristolCityTangwood.com. Available on certain websites. Available on the dark web. Uh, So the question one. Which of the following locations did Bristol City Football Club play home games at in 2014? It's a multiple question. Don't worry. Is it A, Ashton Gate, B, Ashton Fence, or C, Ashton Hinge? That'll be Ashton Gate. Ashton Gate. Do I like that? That's one question down. Well oh, done. Fuck. Well That's done. quite a nice one. The lowest Boy, I think we've got like so that. far is two. So if you get past two, it'll be fine. Um, who got two? Oh, who was it? Um, I, I think it was 
Daniel Fitzhenry, Man United oh, fan shame. who lives in Exeter. Shame on him. Yeah, classic. Yeah. No, I think he got three actually. So both both Manchester fan, uh, fans got uh, got three. Uh, so question number two: One of these was or is a Bristol City football club player? Which one? Wayne Gretzky, Wayne Allison, or Wayne World? Wayne Gretzky. Do I like that? Wayne Gretzky. Correct. Uh, question number three. I wouldn't be able to tell you where he played. <laughs> <laughs> Which of these held or holds the manager's position at Bristol City Football Club? Which of these held or holds the manager's position at Bristol City Football Club? So Derek Jacobi, A. B. Derek Acora, perhaps one day from beyond the... Yeah. Or C. Derek McInnes. Derek McInnes and what a fine era it was. And by fine, I mean absolutely okay average. Uh, like, just, oh, yeah. Do I like that? Any other season, it seems. Yeah, I think um, only there for a year. Question number four. If you get past this, you've beaten Manchester again. Manchester team again. Uh, so was that Lou Fitz, by the way? Because if it's Lou Fitz... It I was Lou beat, Fitz. I want to yeah. beat Lou to the bloody ground. He got four. So if you, you need to get past this question. All right. Geographically, which of the following is further away from Bristol City Football Club? Is it Crew Alexandra, Notts County or Fleetwood Town? Well, that's fucking hard because they're all like near Blackpool, you prick. Uh, so Fleetwood's Blackpool. Crew Alexandra. I'm sure there's probably a speak like that. So it's going to be like... Not you, Alexa, sorry. Uh, uh, <laughs> Alexandra. Where is that? I saw, where is Blackpool above or below? And what was the other one? Notts County. Notts County. Town, it's a bit too further. Okay, it's not Notts County. Swing crew. I went, I went a bit near crew when I went up to Altrincham. I'm going to say it's, oh, is Fleetwood near Blackpool? I think it is. I'm going to say Fleetwood. Correct. Get in, you fucking pricks. Got you, yes. <laughs> Question number five. Sorry, when I'm... Sam Baldock left Bristol City Football Club, which club did he go on to? Was it Bradford City, Brighton and Hove Albion, or MK Dons? Oh, fuck. He was at MK Dons. These are quite hard, actually, compared so he to was some at of them MK in the past. Dons. Did he go to Brighton? Did he go up or down? Sam Baldock. Was he at MK Dons before he came to us? That's the big question. Because he was at MK Dons for a while. Fun fact, he stayed at my house once. E. Yeah, fun fact, Sam Bulldog was a friend of my mine, Ed's. Well, I say friend. We lived together for the first year of uni and never spoke again. Right. Uh, I see you, Ed. Uh, so Sam Bulldog was an MK Dons player then. I think he went on to... Hmm... He went on to Bristol City after MK Dons. But did he go back? I'm going to say... We're going for I'm going to say... Because I don't remember it, him at Brighton. Oh, God, I don't know. I'm going to go MK Dons because uh, he was there. Uh, he was there before Bristol City, I'm always certain. I don't know where he went. Oh, he went to fucking Brighton, didn't he? Well, I haven't selected it yet. So you can, you can pick each whatever one you want. Oh, I'm going to stick with my MK Dons. Well, you're incorrect. It was Brighton, wasn't it? It was Brighton. Get round! No, don't! Bloody! Fuck's sake! I told you it was Brighton! He was at MK Dons. That's a fucking horrible question. What question was that? That's an absolutely awful, horrible question. 
What a horrible, disgusting, awful, shit question was that. Jack Toff, who was the Leicester City uh, fan, he got 10 out of 10. He's the only person to have got 10 out of 10. And his questions were ridiculously stupidly easy. And I I feel bad because this thing just, whatever I find, it pumps out the most random questions. It's all right. I feel like I should have known. I I didn't know because we didn't really see much of Sam Bulldock at Brighton. So Mm. I didn't know if he went went back to where he was. Oh, so that's uh, five out of ten, I think. Do or four out of ten. That no, that's the end. That's the end of the oh. quiz. Um, what a sour way to end. I could always finish on the Sam Bulldog chant, if you like. That's one of my yeah, favourites. Yeah, go for it, please. Oh, please, Sammy please. Bulldog, he's got a massive cock. And when he plays his football, he tucks it in his sock. He takes it out of his pants and swings it round his head. And one day he fucked a girl and now she's fucking dead. <laughs> Um, I wish I'd. Oh, I wish I'd asked him that when he was round. <laughs> Have little, you never heard that? After, the, the, after a little bit of a, come on, Sam, swing it round. <laughs> I, mean, I know another Sam who sings about very, your cock. Ma- massive cocks a very big thing in the gay. It's a, it's a in, very in, well, not in the. Not in the. Sorry, let me just rephrase that. It's a big thing in the gay community, of course. Mm. Uh, but it's a very big thing in the footballing community, for chance, isn't it? Uh, I hear big cocks all the time. Maybe it's selective hearing, but I don't know. I mean, that is a bit of an aggressive song, really, because it ends on him killing murdering a woman. A woman. <laughs> yeah, with his penis. Which I would like to say on this podcast, as far as we know, he has never done that. No, he so seems like a gentle guy. All I remember is when I, I was in because he plays for Reading now, and he the first day he came on, just one guy on his own who was about sixteen just stood up and sang that whole thing on his own for a solid 12 minutes and it was beautiful i can't Absolutely tell you how angry beautiful. i am i can't tell you how angry i am that he went to brighton and not mk dons yeah. i knew that why did, why didn't i just trust myself and because i knew he was at mk dons and went to bristol city because he was playing for mk dons when he was at mine at uni which was in 2008 stroke nine stroke ten one of those eras i'm fine though everything like i really enjoyed the show Oh, that's always good. That's always good. Yeah, um, we really didn't fun. get we didn't get to the next questions. Uh, one of them was, funnily enough, someone mentioned which creatures flank the shield in the club's logo. Unicorn, out of date, but there we go. Yeah, um, right. yeah I thought well done on the um, geography question though. That was good. Uh, that was I just, that was quite hard. I can do geography. Just uh, Crew Alexandra is a bit nearer Manchester, I think. Oh, it might not be. Oh, God. I mean, everyone's going to write in to this if they've listened this far and gone. Write in. I, if you do want to write in, please guy. do send to the PO box. Awful guy that you've got on talking about a team that no one gives a shit about. Well, you know what? You know what, Joseph? You don't go away empty handed. Uh, do, do I get a, a sad wave? <laughs> you, you, you get a sad wave. But you also get a, uh, a a nice retro remake of a classic uh, Bristol City oh, mate, I love football it. shirt. It's a lovely score draw. Score draw ones, they do the best in the 60s. It's a, it's a 1960s seven, the slash 70s, I believe, shirt. Um, with a very old look. We've been talking about Crest. Look at yeah, that. Yeah, mate. That's the, the, I've got a shirt with that on. Oh, my God. That is so... It's so incredible. Like, genuinely, I'm made up with that. Thank you there so we much, man. So we'll get that, that is amazing. We'll get that sent over to you. Um, oh, thank you so much. I'll wear it literally every day. I, oh, I genuinely right. will. Do like, everyone that... needs to know I support Bristol. Well, I quite like that shirt you got on at the moment. So do make sure you yeah, wear it's that. It's good. They've got they've gone Hummel now. They've got a bit oh, yeah, of market. They've gone away. Is that, from is that the, 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 the most recent one? Yeah, it's the most recent training top. 
um, okay, early to, to be released or have been released as you listen to this. Yeah, probably, probably. Well, Joseph, thank you very much for joining me on Comedians Talking About Football. Um, thank you, you very much. We, we kicked off some good conversations <laughs> every That's, time. I sneak that in every week. It and it's, is. The fans love it. Do they? They do, yeah. He does, he does, yeah. Oh, okay. No, I'm not, I'm not going to question their taste. But um, from the kickoff <laughs> to the full-time whistle... Joseph, it's but don't do the whistle. I was going to try. You were going to try to do the whistle. Everyone does. No, I need to get. uh, I was thinking of getting a referee's whistle for this, and someone and someone said why, and I said, well, I just think it'd be a nice touch. And they said why. I went, all right, forget. Well, what a story! It had a beginning and a middle end. You can't you can't (laughs) deny that. Uh, it had a it had a first half, uh, a, a second. No, right. Did okay. it have a drinks break though? That's the most important thing. And does it have five fucking subs? I think absolutely fine about. Oh, I need a drinks break in my uh, in my, in my act. Yeah, I'm a bit exhausting. <laughs> no, it's um. It, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank um, you. Obviously, we're at, at the time of recording this. I mean, some gigs are coming. Are you, are you managing to get to any gigs at the moment outside? I, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not snowed under uh, with gigs at the moment. Um, but uh, yeah, no, that's that's certainly not. I would like to get to do some gigs. The aim is to do. I was going to debut at Edinburgh this year, but that's going to be next year now. Uh, talking about homophobia in sport, if you like. And what's the show called? Because called Equalizer. Equaliser. Oh, uh, see, that is yeah. almost as good as when I say kick off during the podcast. It was, sometimes it's, it's, I start the podcast by saying, and I'll, and I'll do it in the intro, no doubt, say, we're going to kick off with it, and, I, and they will love it. It's, and it's really and they will love it. The fans will audibly love it. Um, do, and, yeah. and, well, hopefully they audibly like that title, but um, I, I was asked to change my title. And I'm sure they audibly <laughs> liked you too. Well, we may have done. Uh, jury's out but if they liked me thank you uh, you can find me anywhere uh, sad and alone um, <laughs> but, but yeah but yeah not much comedy going on I've got a podcast as well uh, Ooh, called, yeah. Pass, uh, called Billy Joe's Mate Joe Mates Billy Joe Mates which is Billy just Jones. taking comedians back to school and um, I'll promote a new thing I'm releasing some music completely off brand from comedy I know are you? afterwards yeah album out on the 13th of October that's what the Bristol City songs uh, no, they are very sad, <laughs> very sad ambient electronic music. Uh, yeah, so about- if that's your bag and you, for some reason, have listened to a Bristol City podcast, um, then oh, you're in luck. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, actually, that's one thing I thought was quite strange, is that like when I went to Bristol City away, they as soon as we got in the ground, there was just a band playing. I just thought that's a bit weird. We love our music in Bristol, we do. Um, we, just, yeah, band, we just an indie band, just sort of playing quite a low, quite a slow song. That is, um, I tell you what, the music was scene you? in Bristol was, was incredible. Like... No, it wasn't me. It, was, it wasn't me. Uh, how I'd take this music live, I don't know. And hopefully it never has to happen. Um, which is basically saying, I hope it's never successful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but thank you for having me on. It's been a real joy. Um, and uh, sorry. Thanks again to Joseph Parsons. Can you believe that was our first meeting? I couldn't want to listen back. (laughs) Um, A really good laugh, but also some very, very important issues covered. For support on any of the issues raised and for information about LGBTQ plus communities in sport, you can visit footballvhomophobia.com. 
sportallies.org, pridesport.org.uk and the Rainbow Laces campaign at stonewall.org.uk, to name a few. Thanks for listening and you can support and follow Joseph on social media. Just type his name into Facebook to find his comedy page and follow him on Twitter at Jarsons. See what he did there? Very, very original. (laughs) Um, And also check out his music on Spotify. It's really good. It's really, really good. Don't forget to follow us too. Find the Facebook and YouTube by searching Comedians Talking About Football or find us on Twitter and Insta with the hashtag at ComTalkFootyTalk. Hang on, did I just say Insta? I'm too old to be saying Insta. Instagram. Yeah, find us on Twitter and Instagram at ComTalkFootyPod. Also, your shares, reviews are massively appreciated and, of course, your listens. So if you can, join us for the next episode with Sam White and she's talking about Everton. Till then, I'll speak to you soon. Football At the end of the day it's a funny old game. It's a game of what? Comedians talking about football. Comedians talking about football. Comedians talking about football. And uh, yeah, thank you. Speak to you soon. Speak to you soon, mate. Thank you very much for having me. Love you. Bye. Right, I'm going to end the recording, but don't turn off the thing as a few guests okay. have done. It's really awkward when that happens. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.